All right, everybody, let's grab our seats. So excited. We are going to now jump into a time of child dedications. And I'm so excited. In a, in a little bit, we're going to meet the, the children that are about to be dedicated to the Lord. And I, I just want to bring a little context to this. It's Mother's Day, and we thought this would be a great time for a great prayer and blessing and dedication. And so what's happening right now is three dedications, all right? We are going to be dedicating, yes, the children to the Lord, but we're also going to be praying a dedication of us as parents before the Lord to raise these kids, realizing that God created them first, amen, and that as parents, we're just stewards of these wonderful lives. So that's dedication number two. And the third prayer of dedication we're really praying is that we as Kalos Church, as a congregation, understand that it takes a village to raise a child, and we don't just isolate people because they have kids. No, we want to stand in unity. We're going to invite them to parties. I'm not bitter or anything. Uh, you know what I'm talking about? You know, just because we have kids doesn't mean we don't like to have fun, all right? We understand it takes a village, and we need to pray for each other, help each other, watch some kids, you know, uh, give guidance, share the scriptures, bless one another. And so it's a prayer of dedicating us as a congregation saying, hey, families, we have your back. We will stand with you. And this is found in the Old Testament, like Samuel being presented by the Lord. And also in the New Testament, Jesus being presented to the Lord by a man named Simeon. And, and now we get to continue that great tradition today. Are you ready for child dedications? Come on, somebody. All right. So Pastor Amrita, Yes. Why don't you introduce us yes. to the great people here. Do you need me to hold my daughter? No, I think I got her. Listen. Are you sure? Come on, moms. We got this. We got cards. We got babies. We got microphones. We can do it all. Okay. Hey, I want to introduce you to, and many of you know this incredibly wonderful couple right here, Jay and Helen Hansen. Give it up for these parents right here. And this is Kyron. Hi, Kyron. Everybody say hi, Kyron. Kyron is three years old, and he is, I mean, he just is the best, best, well-dressed kid around. Best uh, three-year-old. Oh, you're going to take her? Okay, okay. Careful, careful. Okay, okay. All right. And... Um, I want to tell you a little bit about Kyron. Uh, we, uh, we also have a three-year-old boy, and um, I just have, like, a fondness for Kyron. Um, and he loves monster trucks. He loves mac and cheese. He loves apple juice, people. And this is my favorite thing. This is something that he has in common with my son, and that is that he loves to collect rocks, people. So this is what it means to be three years old, and I just love it. And uh, so today we're going to dedicate Kyron to the Lord. We're so thankful for this moment. We pray that this will be a special moment for your family uh, as you look back on what it means to be a part of a community as you dedicate Kyron to the Lord. And uh, we're going to go ahead and introduce to you my baby girl, Nalavali Life Jiva. Um, she got a giant bow in her hair this morning. She looks like my son did, so I just call it. She's like my baby boy with a bow in her hair, really. Um, but she's just precious. She's two months old today. Uh, and just a little bit about Nala. She went ahead and pooped already before we got up here, which is awesome if you know about what that means. Um, 
And uh, she loves to get smothered with hugs and kisses from her big brother. And so we're really excited this morning to dedicate Nala and Kyron to the Lord. And uh, this is a really important moment. You know, there are times uh, in my life with my kids where I think back on when we dedicated my son because I needed to remember that moment and how he belongs to the Lord. So we're going to go ahead and pray a prayer of blessing. Would you stretch out your hands to these babies? Because you're just committing as a congregation to be family to our families, right? We're going to be family for each other. So I'm going to start this prayer and Pradeepan's going to finish it. And we're just going to lay our hands on you guys and on Kyron and Nalavali as well. So Father, we thank you in this moment. I thank you for Kyron and for Nala. Lord, I thank you that you blessed us with the best gift as parents that we could have, which is our children. So, Lord, I lift up the Hanson family right now in the name of Jesus. And, Lord, I thank you for the days that you have planned and have had planned for them that included little Kyron. Lord, we lift him up. I pray that Kyron would be a man of God as he grows up, that even as a young child, there would just be even greater ability to understand you, Jesus. Lord, that Kyron would not be held back in any way, Lord God, because of his youth, but he would even in now moments as a three-year-old be able to minister the love of Jesus. God, I thank you for the plans that you have for his life. And we pray over him your special blessing in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord. And dear Father, we uh, are so grateful for this moment, knowing that you are the source of all life, that you are the creator, and we know we need you and depend on you to sustain life, especially these little ones. Lord, I, I just pray for these two. I lift up the lovely life, Lord, even as a father and a pastor in this moment. And I just pray that she would grow in wisdom and favor and stature with both the Lord, you, and with uh, all, all of the authorities, all of the people of this world. I pray that she would be protected and, and grow in health and strength, Father. I pray that your favor would rest on her in every way, that she would be the head and not the tail. Lord, that she would be the lender, not the borrower. She would be above and not beneath, Father. And that your blessing would flow in every single area. And I pray uh, just a dedication over all of us as, as parents, that we would uh, steward these children well, Lord, that we look to you as the source of our guidance and our instruction and our, and our wisdom and life. We need you. And I pray that you would help us as a church to, to walk in the ways of a rooted community. That we wouldn't leave or abandon one another when it gets rough or tough. And we wouldn't isolate ourselves. But Lord, we would be a community that is better together. And so we dedicate ourselves as Kalos Church to be a church that cares about families that make space for all of the church, young and old. We pray in the name of Jesus. And everybody said, amen. Amen. Well, we're going to give a little certificate to uh, our families, to our family, to these guys. And uh, let's give it up for this special moment of baby dedication. Yeah. Awesome. Well, Nala, what do you think? Shall we preach together? <laughs> awesome. Bye, Nala. Well, can we give it up for all the children one more time? Well, hey, I want to share a quick encouraging message. And on Mother's Day, I thought it would be appropriate if we went to the scriptures and 
receive some encouragement, mother to mother, a mother to all of us. And so we're going to read about the mother of Jesus and a crazy response she had in a difficult time. And I want to start off by reading Luke 1, 39 through 55. And this is right after Mary finds out she's pregnant with Jesus and she goes on a hundred mile journey from Nazareth to the hill country. This is a wild story. A few days later, Mary hurried to the hill country of Judea to the town where Zechariah lived. She entered the house and greeted Elizabeth. At the sound of Mary's greeting, Elizabeth's child leaped within her, and Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Spirit. And we know that child instead of Elizabeth, John the Baptist. Elizabeth gave a glad cry and exclaimed to Mary, God has blessed you above all women, and your child is blessed. Why am I so honored that the mother of my Lord should visit me? When I heard your greeting, the baby in my womb jumped for joy. You are blessed because you believe that the Lord would do what he said. And now this is a response that Mary has. It's often called the Magnificat. It's a song or a response. It's actually uh, really, really powerful. I want you to pay attention to how Mary responds after a hundred-mile journey. Mary responded, Oh, how my soul praises the Lord. How my spirit rejoices in God my Savior. For he took notice of his lowly servant girl, and from now on all generations will call me blessed. For the Mighty One is holy, and he has done great things for me. He shows mercy from generation to generation to all who fear him. His mighty arm has done tremendous things. He has scattered the proud and haughty ones. He has brought down princes from their thrones and exalted the humble. He has filled the hungry with good things and sent the rich away with empty hands. He has helped his servant Israel and remembered to be merciful. For he made this promise to our ancestors, to Abraham and his children forever. The Magnificat. Isn't that a beautiful response? And Mary's singing, though, while she's pregnant and taking this 100-mile journey. This whole reality, if I can be fully transparent, is a little foreign to me because I've been married to a pregnant woman two times now, the same woman. And uh, when my wife was pregnant, she was not singing These songs of blessing, okay? The only song that my wife was singing was by a rapper named LL Cool J. I'm going to knock you out. Mama said knock you out. (laughs) And there was a lot of joy and thanksgiving. And there was no way I was making her take a hundred mile journey into the hill country. (laughs) No way. I mean, there were just the littlest of tiffs and fights that would get us into a lot of conversations. I mean, from the littlest things like, here, have one of your favorite beverages, a LaCroix. Oh, wow, you're vomiting for the third time in your life ever. How many of you guys have known Amritha has only thrown up three times in her whole life? Or how about this? Uh, hey, Pradeepin, I'm pregnant, and I, I probably won't feel this way once I'm not pregnant, but your breath smells so bad. Can you stay away from me? And by the way, you snore all night, and I'm going to roll you every time you snore. <laughs> Anybody with me? Any, 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 any men in the house, you know what I'm talking about? It, it, it can be difficult. Or, hey, hey I, know, I know we just got in the car, and I know we just merged onto the highway, but I have to I have to pee. Are you kidding me? We just got on the highway. Like where's my song? Mary sang. 
Mary's saying, like, what, what, is, what is happening? Hey, honey, can you, can you stop chewing that food? I just, I just can't right now. Can you stop chewing? Are you serious? Where, there wasn't a lot of singing when Amritha was pregnant with either of our, our children. And, and like, that was one of the reasons she was like, hey, I, just, I never want to be pregnant again because of the way I treat you. <laughs> I, just, I just don't like how I am. But to her credit, when we were in, 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 in the hospital with our firstborn child, Obi, she's like uh, uh, going through labor and all this like painful stuff. And she paused the whole room with all the staff, the nurses, everybody. And she's like, hey, honey, are you doing okay? <laughs> she's like breathing out. People are coaching her through. They're asking her if she needs more drugs and medicine because of her pain. But hey, to her credit, she wasn't all bad during the pregnancies. She said, honey, are you okay? Well, I'm going through these pains. Can we give it up for Pastor Ambrita? <laughs> you know, in this, in this story, though, we see that, that Mary is going through a hard time and yet she sings. And if you're like me, that kind of joy is pretty annoying. There are some times you just need to be mad and stop looking at the positive side of life. Can we just be upset together? Stop looking at how God is going to make this great or how it could turn out to the good. Sometimes I just need to be mad. But here, Mary, she goes on this 100-mile journey. She's pregnant, and she's singing, Oh, how I magnify the Lord. He has been mindful of me. And uh, this is a hard time. I mean, a little bit of context. I don't know that if I was Mary, I would have been singing with joy, full of confidence in the Lord. A little bit of context. Mary is a young girl. Many scholars would say she is a teenager. She is now claiming that God has impregnated her with Jesus Christ, the Lord, fully God, fully man. And when her fiance finds out about this, he decides in his heart, maybe I should, uh, I should quietly divorce her. And so she's this young teenage girl. Her fiancé is considering divorcing her. She took a hundred-mile journey. That's a crazy story here. And uh, this is a time where people are assuming that she's been unfaithful to her fiancé. Like, hey, here's this girl who has cheated on her fiancé. Oh, no, people are judging me. My family is judging me. The people around me are judging me. In that time of the Bible, there weren't, like, hospitals that were readily available. The birth, the birth uh, death rate for while you're in labor was a lot higher back then than it was today. And so there's a lot of things that Mary should be worrying about in this story, and yet she sings. Yet she sings. I think if I were Mary, I would have lost my song. You know, there, there are times when we feel like we've lost our voice, but I think even more tragic is when we feel like we've lost our song. We've lost our joy. We've lost our, our hope. We've lost our ability to see the better things in life. And even in this Mother's Day, there, there can be many of us who, who kind of dread Mother's Day. Maybe some of us have a, a painful relationship with our own moms. Maybe we've, we've struggled with having our own children, or maybe we have struggled in our relationship with our children, or maybe we've been spiritual mothers who, who've ex, ex, experienced betrayal, or, or we've been finding distance in our relationships. And I think there are lots of areas in our life where we can 
lose our song. I know even as a parent, there are times, now that I have two kids, I know this was a great moment where we were able to dedicate our baby Nala, but even as a, a two-child dad, I'm like, man, how long is this going to last where we're changing diapers and both kids are crying and uh, how many times do I have to clean these dishes or I feel like I'm just, you know, uh, driving kids around to school, pick them up from school, go to the doctor, now we're going to eat, now I'm going to fight with you to eat food that you want to eat and then, hey, we're going to go to the park. Oh, you're not in the mood to go into the park suddenly. Well, I just brought you and so we're going to have a good time. We're enjoying life, children. <laughs> Have you ever felt like you lost your song? And even for those of us who are, you know, maybe not parents, but in our, in our work, we thought that this job would satisfy us, and now we're just going through the motions. We thought, this marriage, if I just marry the right person, I'll be happy. But now we have fights, and we lose our song, and we're not, we're not singing the praises of God. We're wondering, how did I get here? And I, I just think in these moments, it's important for us to find strength and encouragement in the scriptures. And on Mother's Day, instead of me just like sharing and preaching to moms, hey, be better moms. No, I want to encourage us, but I want to have a little more validity in this encouragement. And so I think it would be important for us to find strength mom to mom and these lessons we can learn from Mary and mom to all of us because how many of you guys know moms give good advice? And moms have some wisdom. Can I get a better amen for that? On Mother's Day, get some points. All right. <laughs> and so what can we learn from this mother? What can we learn about her song? And the title of my message today is Sing Like a Mother. Sing like this mother, Mary, the mother of Jesus. And the first thing we can learn is this. We can sing in the middle. You know, I believe that it's easier for us to sing at the beginning of an issue when we're full of hope and anticipation at the beginning of a dream. It's easier to sing at the end when God has turned all things and worked them for good and we can see the bigger picture and we can see everything's wrapped up in a nice bow. It, it can be difficult to sing in the middle when we don't know how the adventure is going to end, when there's still mystery in the midst of it. And I, I think it's important that we learn from Mary in this. She decided and she determined in her heart, I'm going to sing in the middle. And she sings about all the things Jesus will do. And really, she's just a teenage girl saying, God got me pregnant. But yet, in the midst of that uncertainty and mystery, she chooses to sing in the middle. You know, Heidi Snyder, who just sang earlier, she has a quote in one of her songs, and I like this quote. She says this, When my faith isn't strong, God, he gives me a song that I can sing until I can dream and dream again. And there's this reality that some of us think we can only sing the praises of God. We can only carry the joy of God in our heart when things are all good and all complete. And here's the reality. Many of us as the people of God, as we're instructed in the scripture, we don't sing because we are strong. We sing because we are weak. And we find strength in the songs that we sing in the middle. You know, throughout, throughout the, the research community and even throughout American history, we see the power of song. And one of the reasons we sing is for strength. 
One of the reasons we sing is for endurance. One of the reasons we sing is for hope. You know, as I was studying some of the medical community, specifically from Harvard, they, there was this article that talked about music helps us to heal. Even in exercise, music helps us to endure. Music helps us to perform better. And there's a secret to this in our physical bodies that music can help us engage this world better and to press on. But also in the spiritual world, when we're going through a hard time, when we feel like we're losing our song, we don't wait until we're filled with joy and happiness to sing. No, we wait until we're weak because that's when we need our song the most. And we find strength just like we do in our physical bodies. You know, as I was studying a little bit of the dark past of American history, in a time of uh, slavery and institutional slavery, as slaves were kidnapped from Africa, there was a, a song called Spirituals that the, the African community would sing in the darkest of times when people didn't know how were we going to get out of this how are my children's futures going to be? What are we going to do? And there would be these songs, spirituals, that people would sing for years and years and years, rooted in the scriptures saying, hey, my hope is in God. God, be my strength. Specifically, there was this song called Wade in the River that we were just kind of going on through this journey. We don't know where we're going to end up, but we're going to wade in the river. Have you ever heard that song before? And I think it's really interesting because not only did this song provide strength and hope in life in the midst of a really just horrible, atrocious part of our American history. But these songs also provided information and direction for people because the song specifically, Wade in the River, was used as an encouragement to say, hey, literally travel in the water as you're escaping your slave owners because they will hide your scent and the dogs and the trackers won't be able to track you as easily. So not only did these songs help bring strength, they also helped bring direction. And in the song that Mary sings, I believe that even speaking mom to all of us, there is hope and information and direction we can find in her song. And the main thing I want to communicate from her song is point number two is this. Our middle does not determine our ending. Our middle does not determine our ending. And I, I think when we've lost our song, when you're a young teenage girl and you find out your fiancé is considering divorcing you, when people are calling you all sorts of bad names, and you, you wonder, how is my reputation going to handle all of this? I'm sick of everybody judging me. And sometimes as parents, sometimes we feel that way. I'm a bad parent. I, I'm going to be honest, as a dad, I have a leash for my three-year-old son. And I feel the glares, but I, I, I feel the glares right now. Come on. <laughs> but I don't want him to run into the street when we're walking in the city because my kid's a wanderer. And sometimes he gets stuck in a tree. And <laughs> like the song we just sang. It, uh, we, we just need to sing in the middle, but we also find not only encouragement and strength in these songs, sometimes we find direction. And when I, when I look at the song by Mary, she says, look, God is mindful of me, his lowly servant girl. His, his mercy passes on from generation to generation. I'm going to magnify the Lord. I'm going to praise him because he is faithful to his promises. And this is the Jesus we serve. And I just want to share that. 
no matter what you're dealing with today, God is faithful. God is there for you. God loves you. You are not a mistake. God has a plan for you. And even if you feel like you're stuck in the middle, God has a plan for you. And I find great strength in this quote that I, I, I found in researching. It's this, if you think God has forgotten you, then you have forgotten who God is. And, and Mary acknowledges this. God is mindful of me, his lowly servant girl. My middle, this tragedy, this confusion, this mystery does not determine my ending. Like our past does not determine our ending, neither does our middle. Don't let yourself talk you out of the great future God has for you. Even when we're caught up in like, oh my goodness, I'm cleaning these dishes. Oh my goodness, I'm discouraged. Oh my goodness, I'm having another relational fight. Oh my goodness, I made this mistake. No, God still is mindful of us. God is faithful to his promises. And he says that when I start a good work in you, I am faithful to complete it. And that is our reality. And, you know, I even find myself in the throes of parenting, finding myself a little discouraged. How am I going to help my kids grow? Am I going to teach them the right things? Are they going to develop in speech and the ability to follow God? And I find myself uh, just kind of waiting for the next stage of life. Okay, if I can just get through this, it's going to be better. Have you ever felt like that? If I can just get through this pregnancy, if I can just get through this engagement, if I can get through planning this wedding, if I can just get through this class, but then we find ourselves not giving praise to God for the moments we have right now. And instead of enjoying what God has given us, instead of cherishing what we have, we're just kind of getting through, hoping for it to end and what I'm finding out, I'm only 33, but I, I find out that that is a trap. And you can find yourself always just hoping for the next season instead of enjoying what God has given now. I mean, just ask yourself this question. What do I have right now that I'm going to miss in 10 years? Because sometimes you're living in the good old days and you don't realize it. What am I going to miss about my life in 10 years? In 10 years, I'm going to have a teenager. Wow, I'm going to be in my 40s. Wow. So I better appreciate my strength while I have it. I want to share this video that kind of illustrates cherishing our now and choosing to praise God in the middle of our situations because we don't know how long it's going to last. I'm going to be honest. I don't know if I'm extra emotional this week, but I, I watched this video in Starbucks, and I was weeping like a man. Let's watch this. <laughs> Baby Nala <laughs> is going to graduate college soon. <laughs> that was me in the coffee shop. <laughs> it's so funny because before, honestly, before watching that video, I was like, oh, okay. I'm just, we just need to get through the next three years. Obi will be older, he'll be able to communicate, Nala will be potty trained, and then I watched this video, I was like, I cherish this moment! God, I'm so thankful! <laughs> I don't want them to grow up. I like cuddling with them, and they like it too. <laughs> you know what? It's true though, yesterday's history, tomorrow's a mystery, but all we have is today. It's a present. Come on. 
said it with me. And sometimes we just, we get in this mindset where we're just waiting for the next season. But I, I want to encourage us, all of us, especially as moms, hey, let's, let's praise God in the middle. Let's give God glory for right now. God has been so merciful to us. And point number three, I just want to share for all of us as the band comes up and as Pastor Amritha comes up is this. There is a song inside of you. There is. We, we may have felt like we lost our song, but Mary says this in her scripture that God's mercy carries through from generation to generation. And even if you feel like you've lost your song, even if you feel like you've been making mistakes or you've been walking down the wrong path, I just want to let you know, God loves you. He has a plan for you. God likes you. And I just want to say you're doing a great job. Moms, parents, families, like God has such a wonderful plan for you. And no matter how you've lost your song, no matter what you felt like you've done wrong, his mercy carries on from generation to generation. And there is a song inside of you. And to kind of illustrate that, we don't just have to go through life wondering what we could do better, how we can get through. We don't have to just survive without a song. We can carry a joy in our heart. I'm going to have Pastor Amritha kind of share and share from her own personal journey and develop this a little bit more. Yeah, well, I am really so privileged to pray over all the mothers today, including myself. We need prayer. Moms need prayer. <laughs> and uh, before I do that, though, I wanted to share a little bit of a testimony. You know, I, I also might not make it through because I'm a mom and I'm emotional and I'm in postpartum. Okay, so lots of tearful grace today. Okay. Um, but, you know, about a year ago, I feel like I, I was this close to losing my song. I was this close. You know, a year ago, we started a church, and that was not why. In fact, God breathed in the most miraculous way on this church. And, uh, but there are some other things that we as a family began going through. And, and uh, the, the not spiritual part of my husband and I, believe it or not, there's a part of us that, that can be all, like, grumpy and, like, just focusing on the negative sometimes, too. But we kind of coined last year in some of the hard moments as the year in our lives that included death. My dad died of a heart attack unexpectedly. Divorce. We had a divorce in our family. And diagnosis. Our son was diagnosed with a devastating neurological issue in his life. The year of death, diagnosis, and divorce. And I was this close to losing my song, if I'm honest. But we began to sing this song here in church, and it really began to minister to me because I started living, you know, when enough stuff happens, enough bad stuff happens over the course of a year, or maybe for you over the course of five years or 15 years, moms, you just start thinking, when are we going to stop going from one painful thing to the next painful thing? From one period of darkness to the next period of darkness, from one discouraging thing day after day to the next discouraging thing. And so I just want to call it out and say we experience that sometimes, right? And we're this close to losing our song. Or if you already haven't, maybe you have. 
we started singing this song in our church, and it's from the scriptures, and it says we go actually not from one painful thing to the next, but we go from glory to glory. Another scripture says it like this, we go from strength to strength. And I'll tell you this, of all the things that we've been through so far, it made me stronger. I am a woman that has greater resilience than I ever did before, and I give God the glory for that. And I see some of you moms just shaking your head like, girl, I am with you. And that's happened for me. And so I want us, if you don't have a song, if you're this close to losing your song, I'm going to give you a song. God's going to give you a song like Pradeepin said. And we're going, to, we're going to sing this song going from glory to glory, from strength to strength. And this song says, we'll never be the same. I'm not the same woman I was before a year ago. And my declaration over my life and over my family's life is not death, is not diagnosis. It is from glory to glory my family goes. From strength to strength my heart goes. So I just want us all to stand in this moment. All of us. And moms, I know that there's some moms in here. You're expecting babies. Some really incredible things are happening. Some of you have lost babies, whether they're teenagers who won't talk to you anymore, whether it's because you went through a miscarriage, maybe you lost a child somehow. I wonder if you're sitting here as a mother and you just say, Amritha, I'm tired of going from pain to pain, from darkness to darkness. I need a new song in my heart. And as we sing this song, I want you to sing. We're going from glory to glory. Come on, sing it out. We'll never be the same. Thank you, Jesus. We're going from glory to glory. Father, right now in the name of Jesus, I lift up every mother in this place. And Lord, I pray that you would put a new song in our hearts. Lord, I thank you that we don't live as moms and of women who live in darkness and discouragement and pain. But God, you, in your promises, in your word, you say we're going from glory to glory, from strength to strength. So, Lord, as we walk out of here, Lord, we just say, oh, thank you for putting a new song back in my heart. Lord, I pray we will never forget this Mother's Day, this moment where you, in your powerful, wonderful, loving way, you came and you put a new song in our hearts.